0: Real people, real opinions,
1: real talk radio—the
0: multi-award-winning Nile Boylan show. Two thirds of students are thinking about dropping out of college because they can't find somewhere to live this year, and the stress that comes with the hunt for accommodation is having a negative impact on studies for almost. Four out of five, 77% of college students. That's the worsening energy crisis, of course, is having an impact on the third level students this year with most students worried that they won't be able to afford the rising costs of heat and living. The findings are contained in a student survey from Sinn Féin's higher education spokesperson, Rose Conway-Walsh, and a student from Dublin doing a PhD at UCD. She said out of the 1,500 per month that they get uh, each month, uh, a 1,000 goes towards accommodation, and they said it's criminal. Now also a new survey which found that more than 10 young people are considering moving abroad, sorry 7 and 10 are considering moving abroad has been described as shocking. And this research was carried out by Red Sea on behalf of the National Youth Council of Ireland. Over 70% of people aged 18 to 24 say they're now considering moving abroad for a better quality of life. While 8 in 10 said they are fearful for the future and 1 in 2 reported worsening mental health in the context of the rising costs of living. Almost 1 in 2 said they are struggling to make ends meet and more than 1 in 4 said uh, said their experience with the housing in the past 6 months is worse. Paul Gordon, who is the Director of Policy and Advocacy at NYCI, said it's really having a significant impact on young people, particularly between the age of 18 and 24, who are many of them struggling to make ends meet. And a very large number of young people are considering leaving Ireland for a better quality of life. The findings, he said, are quite shocking in that, that respect. And three in four young people believe they would have a better quality of life outside Ireland. Now, I come back to what I said three years ago that the way to resolve the situation going back three years ago was to give student loans and then tell students they had to stay in the country and work in the country. Otherwise, they had to pay for their education or pay it back. That I take back now because in the current crisis, that wouldn't be acceptable. But what is causing this? We've had a housing crisis for the last six or seven years. Why this year is it worse than ever? Why this year are students struggling to get accommodation, basic accommodation, one bed apartments, sharing, whatever it happens to be, a room in someone's house, renting a room. Why are they suddenly having a problem this year more so than any other room, any other year that we had a housing crisis? So why is the crisis so bad this year in particular? And what can the government do or what can we do to stop young people leaving the country? Because I'm pretty sure parents listening at home, you don't want your young people leaving the country. You want them to stay here. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, there's some great opportunities outside of Ireland too. And Ireland isn't the answer for everything. And we will always have a percentage of students that will leave the country, but not two thirds of them. That's a ridiculous amount of students to leave the country. We will have nothing left. We will be left with an old population that we can't afford to give pensions to. We need to keep young people in the country. So how do we do that when they've nowhere to actually live? Or they never have a hope of having an apartment or a house or even... To do, to go through college because they've nowhere to stay. So maybe you have a young person, a daughter, a son of college age, and they're struggling to get accommodation or they're driving, you know, a half, you know, I don't know, three or four hours to college every single day, like some of the stories I've been reading or sleeping on a mattress or in a tent just to go into college. Or maybe you have a young person that's leaving and doesn't want to leave the country but feels they have to. What can the government do? And if you don't have children, think about it. When you had, or maybe you're going to have in the future, in college years, what can the government do to make this better? And why is it this year more than any other year that it's affecting everybody? The cost of living really hasn't got a awful lot to do with that. The lack of accommodation has. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. What should the government do to make this better? Uh, Maureen, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maureen?
2: Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Maureen, it
0: is quite shocking when I'm reading this, these statistics that so many young people want to leave the country. So many young people can't get accommodation. Two-thirds of them are thinking about dropping out of college because they can't find somewhere to live.
2: That's dreadful. I know, it's shocking. Yeah, And it shouldn't be happening. No, well, it shouldn't We be. know that. Yeah. Um, well, my children are grown to have families of their own. But um, I have grandchildren. And by the time they're grown up, but they'll all leave school, well, I'm still here to see it. Mm-hmm. They too will more than likely be heading off to distant shores because yeah. there won't be anything here for them. And as far as the government is concerned, what can they do? To be honest with you, Niall, them all, because they have done them all. There is more money being wasted in this country on crap, and there's double it going out of the country.
0: What sort of crap, Hugh? Maureen? We're giving you an example.
2: What we're seeing, we're putting bicycle lanes in here, they're taking away, in Cork there, half of people's gardens, demanding it to put these stupid things in. I mean, we live in Ireland, like it is wet, windy, weather, normally. Mm -hmm. um, If you go around, but this is going on for years, you see, in every council estate, and even where I am, I can count them, there are perfectly good houses boarded up. There are people waiting to be housed I know one woman in the town I'm living in, she waited 20 years. Perfectly good houses, boarded up, left to rot. All those houses and even apartments could have been taken and done up. Or else, if they were really strapped, so they were saying they were strapped for cash, which they're not.
0: I don't believe they are, now. No, no,
2: they're not. They aren't. They're not, I can tell you that now that they're not. Yeah. They could have taken those houses. Depending, for me, the way I look at it, depending on the condition of the house. People are going to be spending maybe a lot of money doing up a house they move into, right? Depending on the condition of it. If they turned around and said, look, well, you know, this one now is kind of, you know, it's not in very good condition. It's going to take a bit doing up. Tell you what. We'll give you a a year rent free. You do the house up. You're saving the council money. You pay for it. You do it up. When that term is up, then they, we have a but having negotiated rent at the beginning, and if they agree to it, then we start, and then you start paying rent. Not a bad idea,
0: but there may be insurance issues there. But not a bad idea. But I you get, see now they yeah.
2: can't. You see what the top problem is? It's thinking outside the box.
0: No, no, I know. I get you. Yeah.
2: Do you know? Yeah. It, 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 all this it can be done.
0: Or may, it, maybe it, maybe, it, maybe you would know? say to somebody who's in a council house, listen, we we won't charge any rent if you take a student in.
2: Yeah. Well, well, you see, well, you could do that too, but you see, yeah. there are a lot of people that I don't want people living in their home. Well, this is true, yeah, I mean... You know, the... I live in a two-bed um, council apartment, right? Yeah. Now, they could come along and say to me, well, you know, Maureen, you've got an extra bedroom, and I'd be, yeah, and your point is... <laughs> <You> know,
0: <laughs> I might want to stay in that one tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I might want, you know, alternate at night, you know. Yeah. But I mean, they could say that, you know. No, would no, I get you.
0: And of- yeah, no, I, I know, and you probably wouldn't want. I mean, some I people wouldn't, are wouldn't okay
2: anybody with- living with me. No one would drive me insane. Yeah,
0: do you live in your own, Maury?
2: I do. I live my own, and I love it.
0: You love your own company.
2: I have my own company, I'm telling you, now, I'm an only child anyway, so I was used oh, to my own company. There
0: you go, there right? you
2: go, yeah. Because we'd have to entertain ourselves, you know, especially winter evenings when we were young. Yeah. But having said I would have friends. But I can leave, I'm not answering to anybody. I can walk but is off it, my but own isn't it sure. I come home and I want to come home.
0: But I mean, when we look at these stats today, that two thirds of students are thinking. Of I know, of college, it's shocking. And and the majority, I think, are leaving the want to leave the country. That's. I mean, there are so many kids out there coming out of college who don't want to leave the country, but they feel they have no choice. Now we've had a housing crisis for the last seven or eight years, clearly, right? Yes, and, yes, and yes. Now, this year, and the cost of living might have some impact on that, but generally it shouldn't have too much impact on on the amount of accommodation available. But we just seem to have no accommodation available for them. When, you know, if you look on DAFT this week, for example, there's hardly any accommodation for students or any accommodation for a single person you know you go and you'll see in, for example recently in Dublin there accommodation come up a house come up there just above Pier Street should they were queuing from 4 o'clock in the day you know there was a queue down yeah. the road you think they were getting something for nothing
2: that's right yeah. I've seen it myself I've seen it there online and I'm following it but again how many people are after arriving into this country
0: so how do we incentivise so where are they
2: you know, where are they going I mean, Students are not getting accommodation right because of the simple reason the accommodation has been given to other people.
0: I mean, I, I did mention, going back a few years ago, and maybe it could still apply, but it would have to be a two-pronged approach where the government would have to make the accommodation available. But I did say, going back about three years ago, that third-level education in this country, which is technically free, there is an administration charge of three grand, okay? It's a lot more expensive than many other countries around the world, that it shouldn't be free. That we should give a student loan, in other words, give it completely free to them, student loan, And when you get a job, you must use your job in Ireland to pay back the loan for the first. Well, you don't actually have to pay it back, but as long as you stay in Ireland for five years. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they they do that in many other countries. So in other words, once you're using the education we've provided. So let's say you're a nurse and and we've trained you because you get a subsidized education. So we've trained you for four years to become a nurse and then you go off to Dubai or go off to America. That's money by the taxpayers spent educating somebody to be used in another economy. That's pointless. It's a waste exactly, of money.
2: Exactly, yeah. Okay, is so,
0: yeah, so I, yes. I do believe that what should happen, essentially, is, is that provided you stay in Ireland in your nursing for five years, um, well, then you don't have to pay it back. You can leave then after that if you want.
2: That's, well, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, now, don't get me wrong. I said this three years ago. I think it's a great yeah. idea. But if they're finding it difficult for somewhere to live, I can't blame them wanting to go.
2: Well, no, well, that's that's the
0: whole point, you see. OK, well, we need some ideas here today. We need some positive thinking. Um, it has nothing to do with publicly calling out the government on your daily radio show for flooding the country with unvetted trash from all over the world. You're once in a blue moon tweets about migrant caps that gives, us, gives you the lame excuse of saying I did cover it means nothing, you keep the masses ignorant, says Boylan. Ah, yeah. See, look, see, when you start using the words like unvetted trash from all over the world, you're talking about everybody. You can't generalise. Absolutely, I've said in the past, and many politicians have said that we should have vetted or capped the number of people coming into Ireland. And then, you know, we would have had more accommodation for students. Yes, we should have capped the numbers. Of course we should have. That's a logical thing to say. But of course, the government don't think logically sometimes. Uh, Let me go to Caroline. Caroline, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How you doing, Caroline? Good, thanks, Niall. How are you? Good, Caroline. So what do the government need to do and how do we incentivize young people to stay in the country?
3: Well, I'd agree with the points that you made in relation to, um, we'll say, after students have received the so-called, or, well, it is practically free university education, that they either, if they do choose to leave, well, they have to pay something back in... Uh, some way to the government or um, for the ones that stay in the country maybe they get some sort of a tax break mm-hmm. in the first five years of their employment. Now having said that, um, you know, I know the conditions aren't as good here for especially nurses as they would be in Dubai or places like that so they'll have to pull their fingers out and do something like that but in relation to maybe thinking outside the box. Um, lately or recently when we'll say um, large planning applications are being submitted to the council, a proportion of them would have to be for social and affordable housing, I think it's 10%. Yep.
0: Now,
3: in saying that, I have seen some very nice apartments that are uh, for social and affordable only. And bearing in mind these big um, funds that have come in and have taken over apartment blocks and you, nobody can buy them, they have to be rented. Well, maybe in the first five years of a newly qualified person's life, they would be entitled to one of these apartments for a period of time. Right, so okay. that they get themselves on their feet, you know, in the world. To encourage and, them to stay here. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a good idea. And In other words, that there would be preference given to those who've been to college or, or have an education or whatever it is. Or, so it's kind of a reward as such, to some degree.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And you would also go along with the idea that if you don't stay in the country and you choose to leave, um, that your education, the loan that you got for your education, student loans, which they do in many countries of the world, should be paid back. But yeah. if, you, but if uh, you do stay here, I believe if you do stay here for five years, let's say, let's put five years on it, you don't have to pay it back. It's free.
3: No, because you have to be rewarded in some way. You know, mm. it's, uh, you can't, um, can't penalise them for wanting to leave if they can't get the jobs here, number one, and if they have nowhere to live.
0: Yeah, and, and that's fair enough. But, you know, some, I suppose, courses children go into, or when I say children and students, some careers they go into would have less availability in Ireland. Um, now, mind you, we are doing well now. I mean, we've got all the tech industries here. You know, we're we're kind of doing well in that department. But there are still some industries that lack a lot in this country. And people have to move abroad. And I get that. I mean, we're always going to have a situation with a, a percentage. And we always did, even when we were in the Celtic Tiger. We still had students that went abroad. But in saying that, to look at the, the, the amount that want to leave now is quite shocking.
3: Well, then, you know, should they be looking at reducing the number of college places for those um, particular courses where the availability
0: isn't here after they are qualified so well then then it means students will have to go abroad to study if they wanted to be in that well then career. we're not the taxpayer
3: isn't
0: paying for them right okay I mean I, I I'm shocked as well that according to this the headline of this two thirds of students are thinking about dropping out of college two thirds yeah. that's you know it's quite a substantial amount two and every three want to drop out because they've nowhere to live I here. I'm reading well, stories about kids having to travel two hours uh, to college or sleeping on mattresses in hallways that's that's unacceptable
3: and looking to see can they put tents on campuses.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: In UCD, then, I know they've already asked for permission to put the tent, tents on campuses, you're right. That's, that's shocking, I and mean, we shouldn't have to do that.
3: No, and then you have the other side of the coin here where um, my youngest fellow did do his first year in college and dropped out, but it was more COVID-related issues because, like, college just became an online course, mm-hmm. which you still paid your three grand for, even though it was just an online course.
0: And um Yeah, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a scam, wasn't it, that every student basically got half the education that they would have normally got but still had to pay the same price. Yeah, yeah.
3: And nobody's talking about
0: that. Yeah, and the but amount then, of money that the colleges saved during that period on electricity and everything else because the students weren't going in or, you exactly. know, fees. I mean, so that they should have got a rebate or something back. Mind and you, yeah. if we were to go with my plan and your plan, in the future, Caroline, I would should believe there should be no administration fee. It should be completely free
3: yes yeah
0: unless of course you leave the country
3: yeah and then you have another backlog here which i'm not sure whether you've um you're aware of i'm sure you probably are though the apprenticeships now there's about 1700 children waiting to do the college part of their apprenticeship course now these courses are four-year courses they have to do a certain period of time in you college, the second but, year
0: isn't it yeah or something like that yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, but i mean there uh there's a backlog on that now as well and in the meantime these kids in their first year are getting the likes of 250 quid a week to do a full day's work for a full week mm-hmm. i mean that's uh, i i can't see the the fairness in
0: that I'm looking here. a parent from Mayo said my daughter had to give up her place as digs were a disgrace. The woman of the house locked the kitchen so she couldn't eat and commuting from Mayo to Limerick was just impossible so she had to drop out. A student from Offaly commuting to college in Dublin said I've commuted up to six hours each day to reach UCD from Offaly. I know lads travelling from Longford daily and I'm weary. Another person says I'm in my final year but I cannot face, I'm deferring and um, So, in other words, after, you know, in a final year, actually having to defer because you can't either afford it or can't find somewhere to live—that's shocking.
3: Well, if, well, then if they could provide online courses during COVID, why can't they do it now if accommodation is such a difficulty?
0: Yeah. Okay, maybe not a bad idea, particularly if you've only got one year left. Yeah. Yeah. So well, say there was a second. Let me go to Michael. Michael, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Michael?
4: It's afternoon or whatever you like to call it, the time of day. Yeah, it is
0: afternoon. The yeah, thing, yeah,
4: and uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, I tell you, it's like going back to all them years ago. I was just listening to you earlier on. And way back then, I went to London when I was 16.
0: You went to London and, when you were 16, yeah. I was yeah, only yeah.
4: 16 years of age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could walk into a job on Monday, and if you didn't like it, walked out and walked into another one. I don't know. They would just, and, all the Irish people, most Irish people, check this out yourself, got on the boat and just went over and started a new life. But now, it's what's happening now, it's like reversing now. All the young people are going away. They will go if they can't get accommodations. Now, how ridiculous is that? That's shameful. That is absolutely shameful. Like, there's a lot of billions out there that are just, they're, they're they're idle. They're just, you know, why doesn't someone come up the government come up and say, right, we'll, we'll redo these up and we'll put them into either bed sits or little flats or something. Now, come on. I mean...
0: Well they've, been doing well, I, that, well, they've been doing that for the last eight months, and I say this with respect, but they've been doing it for Ukrainian refugees.
4: Yeah, well, you see, no, And is, I say that now, respectfully,
0: of course, because we know people coming from a war-torn country. So you've got 50,000 people have come into the country, and that's just Ukrainians alone. We've obviously a huge increase in asylum seekers as well. See, our, I, I was so, so, say, so all the accommodation, that, what we would have classed as temporary accommodation or transient accommodation, is now all being used up. And you
4: see, something is wrong there. I mean... We want we want a hold. Can you imagine your son having to go, whether it's Australia, whether it's America, whether it's whatever, whatever part of the world, because he can't get accommodations here. I mean, you don't want to live with your mum for the rest of your life, as you know. You you want to be independent. You want to go out. Well. Mm, of course. And as I said, like. There,
0: but if you're you're a young person, Michael, now in Ireland, you, I mean most of us were out in digs or out in yeah, sharing, yeah. Uh, you know, an apartment or a flat or yeah, something yeah. when we were 22 or 23 years yeah, of age. Yeah. A young person in Ireland now is stuck, as you rightly said, at home well, see, because there's uh, no uh, possibility of affording anywhere.
4: Yeah. Well, you're after hitting it on the nail now because that's the word they use, was digs. And sometimes you'd stay with a family and you'd pay them, you'd pay them every Friday. You know, it was, like, I don't know if you ever watched that series, bread, it was on, uh, it was on television many years ago. I remember yeah. But yeah, yeah, the series. Now, it's exactly, that's exactly what we used to have to do. You put your in money in the, in the jar in
0: the middle of the table.
4: Yeah, yeah. you come in you put your money there and the landlady would come around. She was like a, she's like a mother to us all. Yeah, She'd yeah. come around and get the money. And we, are, we all had our own room, she had our own room and we all had a room. We had a television. Well, I mean, that was then, but this is now, this is more serious now. We are going to end up losing a lot of,
0: a lot of our, our young people. A here. lot of talented young people, by the way. A
4: lot of. And then we're talking about Ireland trying to get, um, I mean, this is the 20th century. We're trying to keep our people here, trying to get, but if I, you see, if I say, okay, there's a lot of um, people coming in from around the world and people will say, no, Michael, you're racist. We have to start looking after ourselves now.
3: Mm-hmm. We have
4: put our hand out into the golden bowl. We have helped. We have given. But I think now the time has come when we have to look at Maybe that horse has
0: already bolted, has it, so to speak? And the thing now,
4: in Australia, in Australia a couple of years ago, there was a thing came out. I don't know who suggested it, but the Australians have to be asked first if they want a job. And we're, we're, yeah, well, the, yeah, well,
0: that's, that's The way immigration works in most countries in the world, be it Canada, Australia, America, if you want to go, say, for example, you decide tomorrow you want to go to America or you want to go to Australia, you have to prove to get yourself a visa, unless you're on a student visa, to get yourself a visa, you have to prove that you can do something that an American can't or that you're skilled in a special way that an American wouldn't be. In other words, you're. they don't want anybody coming in to take a job that could be available for somebody locally. And that's just the way immigration normally works. But that seems yes. to have all gone out the window, unfortunately.
4: Well, I tell you what's going to happen here now. And mark my, my words, it, it's like, how they put it? All them years ago when I was a young, when I was a young uh, lad going to England, most of the English people were working in shops, super or whatever. Now it's reversed. Ireland is going exactly the way Great Britain has gone all them years ago. You go to any shop, please don't take me up wrong. Well,
0: am... well, no way. I'm going to probably take you up wrong in a second. But we'll go on. Well, uh, there is I know a... where you're going with this, and it's probably not the right thing to be saying either, Michael, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with diversity, and there's nothing wrong with having. How... I mean, look, we are a changing world. I accept that. But I do... what I don't accept is that, yeah, and I do agree with part of what you said, is that we do have a duty to our own citizens as well. But we, if we can do other things to help other people, and if we can, and of course we're part of Europe now, and people move freely around you mean, Europe.
4: Yeah, but you mean to tell me now that there's not, there's not that, that they, if they can build, if they can build, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? If they can build apartments, like they're open, they're up in a couple of months. If they can build apartments so quick, and they can't even get their act together to build a, a, more apartments for, for students. I mean, what does that tell you if a young man has to go on a campus in a tent?
0: I know, I, I get it. That's absolutely outrageous. Some of your WhatsApp messages. Thank you, Michael, for that. Some of your WhatsApp messages coming in as well, by the way. Just let me... Know. I
5: just wanted to give um, my opinion. I can't... Even if you invited me on, I can't come on. I'm actually driving back from County Cavern. Um, I pulled over. I just... I mean, that woman is, is having a laugh, is she? Why should student nurses be given favoritism and accommodation? What about people that are actually staying in the country, young people trying to save up for a mortgage, that are actually working and contributing to the economy and not moving out? And I'm not just saying in particular. I mean, it's just a joke. Why should nurses get preference? I don't think so. I mean, there's not enough social housing and affordable housing. Anyway, my son is trying to save up for a house on his own. He's working in the country, he's contributing, paying taxes. So, why shouldn't he get a break? Or other people that I know that are trying to save for mortgages. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye bye.
0: I I know you're absolutely 100% right, but I think maybe you misunderstood it was because I mentioned a student nurse, for example, and she followed that. I don't think she meant specifically just nurses. She kind of meant everybody who did college or went to college in Ireland should have first dibs on any new apartments that are being built, you know, so they'll stay in the country. I think that's generally what she meant. She just used nursing as an example of a profession. But I do understand the point you're making about your son. Just to mention as well, of course, if you are looking for a new job or thinking of changing your career, you can head on down to the west of Ireland because Jobs Expo comes to Leisureland in Galway next week, Sept- September the 17th. OK, now the good thing about it is it's free of charge. There'll be loads of employers there looking for people or certainly gearing you up for your next career or telling you how to go about it and giving you loads of help to do that. And all you got to do to get the free ticket, if you want to go along, is go to jobsexpo.ie and register and you'll get a free ticket. Couldn't be easier. There you go. Now, some of your audio coming in about what we do about students and how we make them not only stay in Ireland, but how do we get them somewhere to live? we get somewhere to play this. That would work better then.
6: How are you? Sorry I can't come on. It's all well and good, us all talking about this every week, week in and week out, how bad the government, how bad the country is and everyone else. But what are we going to do about it? What are we all going to do about it? Are we all just going to sit around like the normal Irish response and just complain for the rest of our lives? Because if we do, nothing will be done about it. We all need to get together and actually do something about it.
0: It's always the answer, isn't it? Sitting down complaining does nothing. Well, look, we're talking about it on the radio. That helps, doesn't it? You know, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I do believe I oh, believe over the last, particularly the last five or six years, Irish people have lost their gusto, haven't they, really, to when it comes I to can't stuff. come
7: on the show because um, I'm at work, but what I would say is that, A lot of my friends, I'm in my early thirties, a lot of my friends have come back from abroad when they moved and bought houses and built houses with Canadian money and Australian money. But um, I think that this generation that clear off and immigrate and want to go further afield, I don't think they'll ever come back. Because even with all the money they'll have, in 10, 15 years time when they do want to come back, they feel they want to come back. They still won't be able to afford a house so the government needs to do something um for students and young people they just don't seem to care
0: no i, I could i absolutely agree with you there was a stage during just after the celtic tiger during the first the recession there back in 2009 when a lot of people left the country to go to australia whatever it was because of course the cost of living here had soared and the taxes had soared and people left and a lot of those people came back around 2014, 2015. We called them the abandoners at the time. And they came back around 2014, 2015, as you rightly said, with the Canadian, American or Australian money uh, and bought somewhere here. But I, you're right. I can't see students coming back to Ireland again because they're just, it doesn't look, it looks bleak is the answer. Marcelo, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing, Marcelo? I'm good. How are you, Niall? Good. Marcelo, how do we resolve a situation? I, I'm quite shocked reading this report today that two-thirds of students thinking of dropping out, so many of them thinking of now abandoning the country, essentially, because there's nothing for them here. They'll never be able to afford a home. Well, How do we solve that problem?
6: Well, first of all, people always, Irish, always immigrated. I I'm uh, I'm migrated to Ireland 20 years ago. Okay? From my point of view, Ireland's good for me. Okay, but by you, Irish, you're looking for a better place, you migrate. So it's always common goal of people. Now, on the houses crisis, I would really have a suggestion. I've been saying that for years. The government should do something like that. Create, I don't know, a block of apartments over 10, 15,000 apartments there. Those ones go on the market at a cost price. For example, an apartment costs 300000 That goes on the market for $180,000, 1st buyers who are renting, they get the priority to buy that. But they don't own it 100% owned 80%. The day they want to move out that, they feel it's too small, or they want to move to a better area, or whatever, they move out, but that apartment's been sold to another first-time buyer, and there's no profit being made. It's been regulated by the government. That's a simple solution I think it so could work, because what's, co- what's coming very common is people are more getting that to self-entitlement. They want this, they want that, they want this, they want that. It's come to the point, the person who's working, is being taxed to the ground, will not be able to do anything. It's
0: better off stop working and going on the door. But, but when you say they want this, they want that, I mean, people are entitled to a reasonable yeah, cost I know, of living. And, 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 a, and a student, but well, hang on. If a student, say, leaves course a course or finishes a course, with, say engineering, and they go off to work in, I don't know, Irish Rail, I don't know, fixing trains or something like that. I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, and they're 40,000 a year, 50,000 max <laughs> a year, okay? They're not going to be able to afford a house in Ireland. So that's, that's a huge problem when you've got people who are qualified doing a good job at a reasonably decent wage and they can't afford to live in the country.
6: But that, that's, that's, unacceptable. that's when the government should step in and create those schemes of first-time buyer. Right?
0: They, they do, the they, house- they have a million and one different schemes. What you're talking about is shared ownership. So in other words, and we did do that going back about 15 years ago. I don't know why we got rid of it, where the government basically purchased half the house and you purchased the other half.
6: Not even half, but that house should never be sold as a profit. That would go back later on. If they want to move on, they're going to get their money back with interest, What they've put, been put in for the years. Mm-hmm. Literally a scheme like rent to buy. And then later on, the person who gets to buy that house again is a first-time buyer. Get somebody off the ladder market. Get somebody off the housing list. Mm-hmm. That would be intentional. But obviously, there's not much profit in for the government in, in, in those kind of schemes.
0: Okay, getting okay, that's one problem that we have, okay, is finding somewhere for yeah. them to live after they qualify. So the, the students who are currently going to college, okay, the best they're going to do is get a part-time job, probably underpaid. Um, So they're looking for digs, cheap apartments, cheap, you know, I don't know, bedsits, sharing, whatever it happens to be. They're all gone too. There's nowhere for them to stay. Two-thirds of them yeah, are, are dropping out. If you create that scheme, that will take people more no. off the rental of market. But how could you create that? You're not going to. You're not going to give uh, that scheme to a 19 year old. You can't.
6: No, no. Look, he has to prove. He has to prove so much. He earns so much. He uh, uh, No, absolutely. So no,
0: no, no. I'm agreeing with you in relation to your plan, Marcelo. I think it's a decent plan. I think we've we've done stuff like that in the past, and I think we are attempting to do some of that. But Lee, that that's for your kind of your over 23s, right? Yeah, When you're talking about students who are in college, they don't have earning capacity. They don't have money. So they're relying on the bank of mom and dad probably to give them a few quid or grants that they're getting. Right. So they have about 800 quid a month to spend on accommodation. Uh, and before they used to just get a cheap apartment, a cheap flat, share with a friend in a bed, sit, whatever it was. They're all gone. There's none of them there oh, now absolutely. because all that yep. accommodation is gone. And I say this again respectfully because a lot of it has been taken up. We've had 50,000 Ukrainian refugees come into the country. We have people who are temp- temporary accommodation who are Irish as well. All of that stuff has been all taken up. So there's none of yeah, that, how there's many, how that many, stuff there. How many buildings have been taken up by water Funds and big companies who are making a massive profit
6: and they pay very little tax on it? Yeah, but, and but, we,
0: and I couldn't, I'm not going to disagree with you, but at least they're all rented out. They're not empty. Well, they're, they're, not, they're not sitting there empty. They're, they are so rented out. How much tax going, going back into the government pocket? Well, none. But <laughs> They're not paying much tax. But the point is, at least people are living in them. So they're providing a service to some degree. To build those new schemes, to build those houses. Yeah, but but, you, you, but you're not going to get a developer who's going to build 500 brand new apartments and, you know, sell them off to, or rent them out to students for 800 quid. Should, why would you want to do that?
6: The government has to step in. That's where government's there for working for the people not against the people. Like why why I mean all these topics that you discuss on the radio you never get a politician on on, on the show. They never Well that, that's to because this them. show
0: is all about your opinions more so than the politicians and we do get politicians on every now and again.
6: Ah uh, yeah but you could call them in and hold them kind kind of that not yeah, head? well, yeah,
0: well that? that's a wonderful thing, you know, but the problem is, Marcelo, and you know as well as I do, if they do come in and they have in the past, they're like lambs to the slaughter. So, yeah. so unfortunately, it doesn't work out too well for them, so they tend to avoid those situations of confrontation. Stay there for a second, Marcelo, not a bad idea. Stephen, you're an Ireland's classic. kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Stephen, are you there? Ah, oh, God bless him. Um, let me just see. We've got some audio here too on WhatsApp. Let me just play this for you as well. Hold on. There we go. Hi
8: it's Mandy here. Sorry, I can't come on. I'm working at the moment. My son, he's 32. He went to Canada there nearly two years ago. Um, Very, very bitter with this country. Very, very bitter. He couldn't find any accommodation. And what he could find were dog boxes and he was screwed for the price. So he made a decision to make a new life out in Canada. I miss him. Terrible, but I know he's having a good life. I have two other sons. 27, 22. One of them is out there at the moment on holiday with his brother and he said he's going as well. He's going to finish up his college now and he can't wait to get out of this kip, as he calls it. And my other son as well is the same. He has a PhD and can't get accommodation, can't get a job even, um, unless it's just a little local retail or something. So he's too qualified for that, um, offering yeah. him buttons. Yeah. And they're going to follow out as well with, with their brother. So that's three sons I've lost, left with one daughter. We'll see. We'll wait and see what happens when she gets older. Thanks,
0: Niall. Bye. Yeah, maybe she'll stay here. Maybe she'll follow suit. And I understand that must be very disheartening as a parent. That must be very, very difficult for you as well, to watch them all leaving you one by one. And the government that you pay taxes to all your life are not providing, I suppose, a career for them. or not providing somewhere for them to live. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping The number's 87 eight seven, 8 I'll read out some of your messages as well in a few minutes if you want to WhatsApp or text in too. Stephen, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you? I'm not so bad on yourself, now? Good. Stephen, in relation to what we do, we look, there's two issues here. One, students are leaving the country and the second is they're dropping out of college because they can't even find somewhere to live. So one is a long-term plan we need and the other is a short-term plan to fix the accommodation problem.
1: Oh, right, I absolutely agree with uh, fixing the accommodation, but um, at the minute, we have too many people entering the country. Um, but, you know, so... There's a lot of competition for a lot well, why, of jobs. Why
0: is that the elephant in the room that everybody's afraid to mention? Well, I, I think it's unfortunate <laughs> because... Um, and I say that respectfully the, the, again to the people who are coming here. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I've worked with a lot of people um, who've come come in from uh, different different parts of the world where there's been conflict or there's been local, so cool, as I would say, local tribal conflicts. Mm. Uh, a bit yeah. like
0: me from the north, I just gave up <laughs> and, and left. But I don't think there's the, too much uh, tribal conflict in the north at the moment, thankfully. Yeah. Uh,
1: just, well, a little, a little we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah. But we'll, that's a different subject altogether. The, the point is that I, was, I feel is that, you know, we're saying, oh, I we'll have to make the doctors do this or the nurses do that. The nurses and the doctors, after initial training, they get paid a fairly paltry wage for
0: excruciating hours and very poor... I don't, uh, I don't buy that, Stephen, at all. I, I I know nurses and I know doctors. They're they're reasonably well paid. Um, I'm not going to say it's the best country in the world to work in as a doctor and nurse because, of course, the, the health service is a mess, right? Mm-hmm. When you say they work horrible hours or whatever it is they work 36 hours if they work they any more, they work any more than that they get paid overtime if they work at weekends they get allowances for working a,
1: a lot of them don't this is our well, who who, is who our
0: problem but who's working th- more than 36 hours or who's being demanded to work more than 36 hours well
1: when I worked um, uh, in the both in the HSC and the private sector
0: I could be putting in 48 to 50 hours a week if you're, if you're in the private sector as a contractor yeah
1: but no, your no, work I, at
0: the HSE is thirty-six hours.
1: I, but they don't. Um, you know the problem is we don't have enough
0: nurses. If no, no, I'm, not, I'm properly, not denying that we don't have enough, and it's a, uh, it's a stressful uh, if, system.
1: Oh, it's very, very stressful. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. We we have had classes completely trained, and not one nurse taken on in u- universities. We also have the same fact that doctors finish their uh, training to do their six years. They've been working in hospitals and they don't get offered a job. Well, here, But I, 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 but I said in relation
0: to nurses before, and I'm not going to just, I, I could say to a, about a lot of occupations, I think it's unfair just to just keep picking the nurses. But when you offer somebody education at a knockdown price, and that's what we do, we charge administration charges, right? Which is small enough, three and a half thousand or whatever it is, depending on the college you're in. Other countries around the world you would pay a lot more than that for an education. I do believe that you must have to stay in this country for a reasonable period of time to pay back to society or for your education. If not, you pay it back. Now, that was I said that three years ago when we didn't have the problem we have now with accommodation so I can appreciate the problem we have now my plan wouldn't be quite the same. But, oh yeah. <laughs> but I but I do believe that yes, there there are better opportunities in other other countries. Dubai, for example, has great opportunity for nurses. America, they're offering huge money. But Stephen, stay there for a second, let me just go to Mike as well, because oh, right. another, uh, no another problem as well, because Mike, you're a farmer. Yes. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, yeah. I mean the farming industry is struggling for staff at the moment. Oh.
7: It, it's actually screwed. Like, you're on about hours. You're, like, the fella that was on there two seconds ago, he's 50, he's 50 hours. 48 hours, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. oh I know. I, my PC, my PC is out for him, sadly. Well, the amount of hours we do every week, and, like, that, that's when we just get our jobs done. Like, we can't get anyone. Young fellas don't want young, young people, not young fellas, just young people, I don't want to do the hours that we do.
0: So you're telling me, unless you're a part of the family, and even part of the family probably don't want to do it, young people don't want to go out cleaning out pigsties and emptying hen's coops and uh, all those kind of things. They, just don't, yes. they don't want to do that or clean out it's them.
7: Just, like I say ever since the government did this pu-pup-pen or whatever you call it, which are in COVID, that screwed everything because all the younger generation know they can get free money off the state for doing Enough, they take all. Then we were, then we were aware, torn our book, pumping and thing.
0: And how many hours a week are you working, Mike?
7: Mike, you you could average between twelve hours a day.
0: Twelve hours a,
7: a day, day, a day, a day a, a, a seven days. Um, and up.
0: what what sort of farmer are you? Dairy farmer.
7: A dairy and beef farmer.
0: Okay, and and obviously you're going to have the added pressure over the next ten years or so uh, with climate policy, etc., etc. Oh, this
7: kind of crap and these green, these green party knobheads. This. <laughs> Uh,
0: you don't have a huge amount of respect for them that's grand okay well, we've no, established they, that yeah go on they,
7: well they, they think it's more dangerous to have a, a car in the garage overnight than a co-farting they think a the co facts more than a car I, th-
0: I think it's belching rather than farting actually to oh, be honest okay. <laughs> belching, farting
7: they're, they're, they're obviously they're yeah but dangerous. if they're not going to
0: fart and belch here they'll fart and belch in a field in Argentina somewhere or Brazil yeah I oh, so. like,
7: well I would say like the other thing is the farming sector is getting harder and harder and young and the young young people, it's, it's like the trade. It's look, it's like the trade staff as well, as well as the nurses and the nurses, the, the trade staff. There's no young people going into trade now.
0: They all want to go into you know sit down jobs in tech and uh, computers and yeah. fancy schmancy want- jobs. They don't want. They don't want to go out. You know, uh, feeding cattle. That's the problem.
7: Yes. And thing is, we're doing that and there's only so there's only so many years in me.
0: Well, that, and that, that's the problem. I imagine farmers, by uh, the average age of a farmer, is must be like truck drivers and other occupations like that, are getting older.
7: But the, average, the, the average age of a farmer in my area is roughly around six, sixty.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. And like
7: I went well under sixty, but always say... Okay, I, I have
0: one quick text for you because I have 30 seconds and somebody just texted in when well, they rang in and they said uh, he's a farmhand and he said if they were paid more they would go into the sector. So is the is the pay rotten, Mike? Be honest. Yeah, yes.
7: Well, it's, uh, look, well, well, because,
0: well, well then I suppose would you blame young people not wanting to go in and getting really bad money for what well, is a tough job?
7: Well, like, the thing is if the... With all this PRSI and all these holiday pay and everything, like, look, uh, I've employed people. I've if I went
0: part- in as a farmhand, how much would I get, Mike?
7: It all depends on how much you're willing to work.
0: Well, if I'm willing, if I'm willing to work the 12 hours a day that you're doing, how much <laughs> would I get as a farmhand?
7: You could be pushing up, up between 13 to 14 an hour. 13, 14 an hour.
0: It, it's quite low for the type of work it is. It's hard work.
7: But like, but, 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 yeah, but the thing is, what, what, what do you classify as hard work?
0: Well, that, well, manual jobs are like construction or hard work. They're ma—it's manual. It's out in all weathers. It's manual. It's not sitting in a cozy office tapping a keyboard.
7: Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not. I I'm not getting that wage. I'm getting. You know, I'm just just getting over the. No, no, I understand. I understand.
0: No, no, I know you're probably surviving on subsidies at the troopy now, Mike. And I get, I, I do get that.
7: You know? Oh yeah, no. But like, the thing is, I always say, it, as some it. it, it, it this family is more of the love of the
0: game. look I couldn't agree with you more Mike it is and it's a huge industry in this country it needs to be protected and respected Uh, thank you Mike Real People Real Opinions
1: Real Talk Radio the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show